Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Light on Method. Um, today, we are having Shanaz is going to lead this again. Um, she has a subject that she would like to touch on and that I find very interesting as well. And I think it's something that all of us at some point in our life can relate to. The title of this podcast is Enslavement. Um, and I'm going to just hand this over to Shanaz quickly so that she can explain exactly what we mean by that. Hello, Shanaz. Hi, Kathy. Thank you for inviting me again so we can have some evolutionary conversation. So to me, when I think of enslavement, the quotation that comes in my head is if I was meant to be controlled, I would have come with the remote. (laughs) And and that's pretty much what it is, right? That we have given a remote uh, to some other people. We have given our power to some other people. Because, you know, with everything that is happening, especially right now, more than ever, right? With the massive reprogramming that's happening at the cosmic level, right? It's not Mm -hmm. just in America, it's the whole world. And I feel like that we have become a little bit more spellbound in the process of being boiled like a frog in the water, you know, like where you don't even know now that you are getting close to the point where you may actually die in the process of not doing anything about your enslavement that you have been in. Right, right, right. Yeah, and I think being spellbound is when your attention is caught by something and you don't just can't look away. You are basically completing that spell. And it's um, a spell which actually is uh, cast upon you because you have, because it's ingrained in your beliefs, it's ingrained in your subconscious. And it's almost like you're living a groundhog day every day. Yeah, I think that the enslavement, um, you know, you can take that back to the beginning of time. I mean, some people take can take that all the way back to the Anunnaki or, you know, ever how far back you want to go in that rabbit hole. Um, but today, it just seems that there are so many distractions that can that that we can be it can be catered to us like, oh, you like this? Well, I'm going to put you under this spell. Oh, we we know more about you now. So this is going to, you know, add another link to your chain. You know, it's if we're not careful and paying attention to all the things that are grabbing our attention, we become even more enslaved to the system. And that's just one. Right. I mean, that's just one aspect of enslavement. You know, it can be in your home as well. You know, you can be trapped in a very bad situation. You know, um, it's right. And what you just said about a chain. So I want to elaborate on that because, you know, the, the universe that we live in or the holographic universe is actually um, created based on fractals, which actually means that exactly what you just said in a very simple way is linked like a chain effect, right? Like a ripple in the water. So like if you buy into one thing, then you buy into like you are you are in right. You put your one step in. Then what happens? You keep on going further and further in, and you don't realize it. But everything is connected like a chain. And then you find out that holy shit, you have gone so deep and so far that sometimes you may recognize it, but then you feel like, oh, I don't think I can come out of it because it's it's going to be too hard now because you know you've gone so deep in, right? Right. And I think that my goal and uh, and our goal is right is to make people aware that it doesn't matter where you are in this enslavement uh, depth. There's a way out because, you know, we all have done, right? I mean, we have gone through so many extreme life situations and we were able to come out of it when we had that awareness, right? That, oh, you know what? I'm not accepting this any longer. And of course, the deeper you are in, the more work is required, but it's all possible. And I think that that is one of the reasons I picked this subject because I want everyone listening here to understand that it doesn't matter where you are in this um, enslavement, every single person, because we have so powerful within ourselves, we can come out of it and there are ways to come out of it, right? Like a step-by-step. But one thing I wanted to elaborate, and I'm gonna ask you a question on this as well, is that like for me, you know, since I was born, like I was always aware that I'm not liking this, or I don't think that she should talk to me like that. Like, I always knew that. I may not right. have done something about it, right? Because I was in a very submissive culture. But I knew that I didn't feel good inside in my heart. And it really made me feel yucky inside. I want to ask you that, how would you how would you say that, like, with the very first time when you felt 
like, my God, I can't believe that I'm in this reality and I don't even like it. What was that for you? You know, I, I think for a lot of us, that conditioning starts at childhood. I mean, it it starts right off the bat. For me, you know, I came from a really small little town and it was a great town. There was nothing wrong with it. But in a lot of ways, you know, growing up in the 70s and the 80s in the South, you were surrounded by a lot of uh, negative programming as far as um, prejudice, you know, um, labeling people a certain way. Um, my father, who was a very stern man, um, had a lot of false faces and pretenses. You know, he would present himself one way to some people, but at home he was different. Um, and we were very controlled um, by him and his whatever he wanted all of us to do. And I don't know that that's uncommon, but I remember feeling when I would hear people talk about other races and um, that they were somehow less than we were. And I, I never understood that. I never could understand why that was. To me, you know, we were, as a little girl, I just thought we were people, you know, we were all people, <laughs> you know, so I couldn't understand that, that talk. Um, but when you know better, you do better, right? So mm -hmm. he didn't know better. I mean, that's the way he was raised. It's like your culture. It's just a, a, a repeating that pattern over and over again, strengthening that chain, that way of thinking. Um, but I would say as far as like me physically, like the when I first felt like this visceral reaction, um, to something was probably in my teenage years when I when I started dating and I was noticing whoever I was dating was exhibiting similar behaviors of my father and it started to click with me early on like I'm, I'm choosing to be a slave to this bias this way of thinking still you know I knew it was there um, and I knew it was a pattern that had to be broken um, and and you know it seems like it's easy, you know, on the outside looking in, it's real easy to say, well, you know, you, you just break the, the pattern. Well, when you're living in it and you're conditioned to it, that's not always the easiest thing to do. It's enslavement. No, enslavement is, it's, it's a very well-constructed trap. Um, and although in practicality, the steps to get out of it seem simple, but to do it is really hard. It's you have to deprogram the way you have been trained to think. Exactly. And that is why actually, you know, like, um, for example, like, you know, I do life coaching and you are doing the archetype reading, right? To help people unveil the layers it's right. because there is a process, right? Because now you want to reprogram your subconscious in a way so that this pattern that you have been living through for years after years, you can technically rewrite and reprogram it. But of course, first of all, you have to recognize that you are in a pattern that is not helping you because just like you recognize an addiction to me, enslavement is a kind of addiction because what happens? Misery loves company. Sure. Yeah. Um, and when you have been raised in a certain way, right? And, and like you mentioned about your father uh, being, uh, you know, prejudiced or being controlling, and then you attracting partners who are exhibiting the similar characteristics. And I actually can relate to that because my father was uh, controlling as well in a different way. And I uh, attracted, you know, uh, mates that were kind of a little bit following the similar because yeah. you know, it's almost like you have to learn your lesson through different mirrors and they showed up in our lives right to teach us that how far do you want to tolerate this behavior right. and if you don't do something about it then then you're going to be in it forever yeah and, and a lot of people it's just easier to stay in it than to do the work to get out of it some people just you know they're not going to settle for it and some people are and but, you know, I think like in this country, when one thing to look at or in the world, but one thing that comes to mind for me with enslavement is um, the prescription drug trade, you know, like all of these painkillers that everyone became addicted to the 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 family that, you know, has been sued. And I'm not even sure their name, but they they knew the dangers of what they were putting out there. But it was they wanted the profit. 
And, you know, they're some of the richest people in the world now. And many people have died. And many people, as a result of that, are slaves to the drugs. And they're hooked on heroin. Because once the pain pills wore out and the oxycodone or whatever it was they were taking and they can no longer get the prescription for them, well, they're going to find that fix because they're now a slave to it. And, um, you know, perfectly good people now become heroin addicts. And it's it's this system, you know, it's it's people want the quick fix to things. I'm in pain. Well, okay. Um, maybe do some physical therapy. You know, I don't know to the degree someone might be in pain, but to just trust people blindly that are prescribing you things that you're not even knowing what you're taking or knowing the ramifications of such thing that could alter, literally alter your existence and, and take your life. I mean, you could look at the drug trade as enslavement. You can look at the sex trade as enslavement, you know, it's easy to look down on these people, addicts, people in the sex trade, but um, they're doing things that what they feel they have to do to survive. I don't think there comes a point with these things, these destructive behaviors to where people don't know how to get out of it. They don't understand anymore. They've literally just given themselves over to it. And it's incredibly sad. And, it, and we really need to be empathetic to the situation and not be so judgmental. Um, and I think if we can do that, then just offering some empathy and not being so judgmental can help people find some path out of it, enslavement. Right. So one of the key things when you mentioned about the drug addiction of any sort, right, what it does that not only that you get enslaved to the drug itself, because it does alter your chemical disposition within your body and it does affect your perception on how you even see the world. So now uh, and then, of course, it self-perpetuates itself because of the fractality of the nature. And then it just keeps getting multiplied and then you are so much deep in it. But one thing that is very important for anybody who's listening who has, and you know, addiction comes in many forms. Of course, the drug one is a chemical one, yeah. but enslavement is an addiction. The reason I say that is like if you are enslaved to like following, let's say, one person that you believe is right. And no matter like you are giving your power away when you actually give anybody else a power other than yourself, whether it's through the religion, whether it's through the, you know, like people tend to worship other people, family members or Mm -hmm. whomever, whomever, right? Mm -hmm. As soon as you do that, because, you know, the thing is that we all, and that is the one thing that I'm hoping that uh, with the book that I'm writing is I I just want people to understand that we're so incredibly powerful. We're more powerful than the rocket. (laughs) And I can tell you that, right? So if people can really understand that they're powerful and they can change their entire situation, no matter how messed up it is, once they actually first they have to agree and believe in it, right? And then there are ways to do that, right? There are many ways to go to the mountain and you are going to find the mentor, the teacher, the coach, or whoever you are going to resonate with who can help you get to the other side because there are ways to do that. Sure. Uh, but that is the key thing, right? It's like first you have to have that consciousness where you say, oh my God, it's almost like a Snow White, right? When like she's in the, of course, with all the fairy tale story, right? We kind of also put a spell on the children and everybody's reading the fairy tale is that somebody else will come and break that glass coffin for you and release you. And what my goal here talking about enslavement is to tell people that you are the only one who's going to save yourself. So you're going to have to, you can't wait for somebody to come and help you break that spell. You're going to have to break it by just being aware that you are in a mess. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I, the one thing like I've found that is if you catch yourself making excuses for something that you know you shouldn't be making excuses for, you might need to take a really good hard look at it because it's probably controlling you somehow. Um, you, we, we're all, we've all been enslaved to something, you know. We've all had things we've needed to work on and correct. And like you said, you have to, when you feel something is controlling you, it takes that awareness, first of all, you know, okay, this thing is, it's, it's making decisions for me. I'm not thinking for myself here. I, you know, I've got to have this. These are all signs that you're, you're enslaved to something. But what everybody tends to forget, especially in today's world where everybody wants to be like, the, the masses, or they want to be a Kardashian, or they want to be some clone of someone that isn't even reality. <laughs> I mean, 
you know, we're fed such the images that we're fed aren't, they're not even natural. They're not even normal. They're not, it's not, a lot of it isn't meant to, for us to endure or to be capable of having. So we have this false reality that we're, we're being fed constantly. But what we don't realize is we're really meant to be individuals. We're each meant to be uniquely ourselves, you know, and and you can't be that if you're enslaved to what other people want from you or something that's taking your power away from you. That could be anything. That could be drinking too much. It could be a bad relationship. It could be, you know, being a slave to your children. You know, I know a lot of grown women whose whose kids are out of their house and have their own kids, but they're still a slave to what their children want them to do. You know, it's... It's crazy. Right. And I think that comes from the fact that it was interesting you mentioned that because I was actually uh, teaching the international workshop in Mexico. And one of the main questions I asked the audience is that if anybody can volunteer and tell me that what do they live for every day, right? Because I usually ask those probing questions because it was a quantum manifestation workshop. And the woman said that I live for my children. And right away, I was just feeling red kind of flags. Bad for, I was feeling bad for the children, right? Because yeah. I'm like thinking, because I know that, you know, of course, as a mother, right, and you are a mother, we are a mother, and we know we want our children to be always happy and everything. But, you know, the perception of happiness that you have for your children, it may not even match with their own perception. So the whole thing is, when you start living through them, just imagine the amount of pressure you're putting on them, because yeah. you're expecting them to be happy, so you can be happy. So what you just said is completely right. So, you know, one other thing I'm going to do, and I'm going to ask this question to you, and mm-hmm. I'm also asking that whoever is listening to this podcast, they can take the paper, uh, you know, the paper and the pencil out. And the question is this, that write down, write down, like, for example, like three things that you believe that you are being controlled by. And then you have to also evaluate whether you're making a choice to be controlled by. And I'll, I'll give an example, Kathy, and you can think okay. about the answer sure. you're going to give while I'm talking all this. Is that, for example, like, you know, I'm controlled by NASA, right? Because I do work for NASA. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, like I'm controlled because every morning I have to follow the schedule that is for me to um, show up for them so that I can make a certain level of salary that is affecting my livelihood. Mm-hmm. But I choose that because I know that if I want to change that, then I have to create some other mechanism, right, for me to use, which which will help me open the door so I can have a little bit more freedom with my time sure. or whatever. But I want to retain my livelihood. And therefore, I'm controlled by NASA schedule, but I accept that as a choice and I know that I'm controlled by it so that way you're acknowledging it but you're also realizing what it's giving you back right and it's giving me enough uh, a good uh, way of living for example so it's a good trade-off for me for sure now. sure and when it's no longer the trade-off then I'm going to have to change it but the fact of the matter is that I choose to be controlled by NASA and I need to take the responsibility yeah. Well, you know, with right. an, uh, being completely right and being an adult you know we have to have jobs you know, we have to be, we have to be a responsible member of society, you know, we have to take care of ourselves and our our families and those sorts of things. So, you know, those sorts of things are understandable means of enslavement. But if you if you're not happy with it, it's up to you to change it. Right. So, um, and that's where you're coming in with it. You're like, you know, this has been, this has been a good means for me, but I, I want my own schedule. Now I want to do my own things, my own heart's desire. So I'm actively working on breaking that chain. And that's exactly extremely admirable. Now for me, the whole this, this, I would say the past just over a year of my life has been about breaking all the chains. Um, I, I was very much a slave to my business. Um, to the point that, you know, my yoga studio, to the point that it was literally affecting my health. Um, it, it took me a year once I, I got out of that, sold that business to really uh, rest and recover and to reevaluate what I really and truly wanted to do. And I wasn't going to settle for anything that I didn't want to do. And I haven't um, since then. You know, we wanted to travel. We did that. I felt like, you know, I, I needed a fresh, clean slate. We've done that. Uh, right now, I'm doing my passions. I'm trying to help people. I'm I'm doing my creative outlet with my jewelry. 
um, you know, all those. One thing I would say, even with this business that I'm doing, both of these businesses, the Light On Method and the Wistic, which is the jewelry business, the construct of how we communicate today is by design. So the social media aspect of things is totally by design. Brilliant play on the part of the matrix. <laughs> but um, I would say I, I am a slave to that just because in order for me to sell my wares or to sell my, my expertise or whatever it may be, I have to go through that forum. It's, it's the way of the world today. And in doing so, you get sucked into that. You know, you get sucked into that kind of what's everybody doing? And in doing so, you, it sucks your time. You're, you're, it's gone, you know, and, and you're just like, I don't like that about myself. So, okay. <laughs> so I, I'm dying to uh, interject here. Yeah, go for it. You hit the nail, right? So, okay, so I have two points, and I'm going to come back to the health one because that was a major one too. But first, I want to cover this enslavement with social media, right? Mm-hmm. So, so because, you know, and I'm in the same boat, right? Because as I said, I'm trying to create a portal, right? Where I can do other things and have an avenue for making money. Like, for example, you know, like this podcast is one way for educating people, but I would like to teach classes and make money through that process because I do believe that I can help people go to the other side when they do recognize that they're enslaved because I've done it many times, right? And I have I kind of have a little bit our master, the art of freeing myself from enslavement in different occasions. But the thing that's interesting you just said about the social media enslavement, because when people like you and me who want other people to notice us or know that we exist and we truly want to help other people because we know how to, however, people don't know about you. So therefore they're not going to come uh, to uh, receive services from you. Right. And, but one thing I want to tell you, because, you know, I don't know if you noticed, but I think it's the belief system too. So like for me, I actually do my best to create, you know, like uh, videos once a week or whenever I feel like uh, I feel driven, I do that. But I never put myself in an expectation that if I don't do it frequent enough, then I'm not going to get enough people right. to, um, to you, you see my point? Because, you know, yeah. because you, you know, quantum manifestation, remember we did that. So the whole idea is that we change our belief that, you know what, it doesn't matter how often you do it, mm-hmm. but because you're sending a powerful, genuine message that's coming from your heart and you want to attract, based on law of attraction, the right people to come in your light so that way you can have that incredible exchange that can, in, that can you know, empower them and that can empower you and that can help both parties right. to get to the next level of evolution, right? So to me, I always say that because I'm noticing a lot of people that I know that they have to like, you know, post so many times, even within a day, sometimes I see even my students, you know, who have become uh, kind of like uh, into all these things, they're doing a lot of effort, you know, you know, looking beautiful and doing all these incredible things. And of course, it's fun for me to see and fun for other people to see. But based on the way the universe is, you are the main uh, choreographer in your universe and everybody else is a reflection of you. I think it's kind of important that I want people to understand that only do things at the level where you don't start feeling like that just becomes another enslavement or right. another chore. Right? right. So create a boundary, create a boundary because it's important because, you know, we are teaching the world like how we are going to create whatever we are going to create. So why would we not teach them to do it at a level where you're more comfortable doing? Right. Yeah. I try to be aware, you know, like I don't set what I need to do is set a schedule, you know, like, okay, we're going to, do like you said, create throughout the week. And then once a week or so do the post, set it down, be done with it and don't get drawn into it. Right. It's just so easy. It's just so easy. And for me, I have found because I've left my hometown and everyone I know, um, you know, my husband and I have literally spent the past year, just the two of us. And which has been great. You know, we get along fine and we get along excellent. So, you know, that's been wonderful for the two of us. But at the same time, I like interaction with other people, too. So I just find that, you know, it's been a little bit too much of a, a convenience <laughs> to pick up my phone and to see what the people I know are doing since I'm, I'm removed myself from them. But I'm aware of it. You know, I'm aware that that's there. I'm aware that Every time I, I'm aware, every time I pick up my phone and look at it, and I think because I'm aware of it, 
I'm I'm not doing it as much as I would if I weren't aware of it. And I even want to whittle that down even more because I feel like I have so much good to do and, and be and putting my nose in other people's business, just scrolling is not a, a productive way to use my time. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. And you're right about that. And it's good that you're actually admitting it because you know, we all are addicted to our phones, all of us. And I mean, I have to say that if anybody says they're not, uh, then I really want to find out yeah. their secret because that to me is just a fact. So, you know, when you watch a movie like Wally, like the children movie, right? Which basically yeah. everybody is completely talking through the screen. To right. The where they are sitting down, talking through the screen. They're all fat and basically they have no human interaction because even people, and I know people like yeah. even within their household, yeah. right? Where like teenagers can only talk to their parents through text because they don't want to go through any more or any anything else comes with it because it's a multi-dimensional communication when you are talking beyond your phone right because text is just to me is a one-dimensional communication but you know the interesting thing about this whole thing is that I actually because my youngest son right he's extremely good with computer because you know that's pretty much all he has uh, been exposed to and I always tell him that sweetie you know I don't I I I, I mean I gave birth to a human child and I want you to not turn into a hybrid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, that's a whole nother podcast right there. I mean, yeah. I've got into, I've, I've dived down the rabbit hole of transhuman, you know, where, where we're becoming more Android or we're becoming equally Android to human. And it's, it's a scary rabbit hole to go down. Um, but I, I do believe it's the intention that's, you know, we, we can fix our vision. We can have a new hip. We we can have a, a pacemaker in our heart. You know, we, I mean, the, the medicine is incredible. The technology with medicine is incredible. But exactly where do you kind of draw that line, you know? And where where does the human stop and the, the, the robot start? You know, it's, that's a whole nother subject for sure. But we need to be careful with technology and how much we let it enslave us because I really think we're seriously a, a society, you know, that's very enslaved to it. That's obvious, right? And and even um, we're enslaved to the conveniences of things like Amazon. You know, I mean, there's another addiction. We, you know, it's, it's so convenient. It's right there. You just pick up your phone, anything you want, you can order it. It's delivered to your door, which, okay, you're sitting at home all day long. You know, are you getting up and going for a walk? Are you um, interacting with society? Are you visiting your local um, mom pop stores who are struggling to survive because we're too lazy to get out and support our community. I mean, there's just this enslavement subject can go so far beyond just the surface, you know, I mean, exactly. we're exactly. And one thing, uh, yeah, one thing I wanted to say is that because, you know, you, you, you've hit on some of the things where I want to kind of bring it all together. Right. So the very first time you said, the health issue, right? With right. any kind of addiction, right? Because health does take a toll. Yeah. And then the addiction of being like a kind of almost a little bit lazy, right? Just being a convenient of ha- have Amazon to the point where Amazon can bring your whole food food now at the door. So you don't even have to go for grocery, right? Which right. was one of the only thing you were doing uh, during all these pandemic and being uh, housebound. So, but the thing that I want to tell everybody is that there's a, con- there's a direct relationship with where you create a boundary and your health, right? So for example, like when you do go to your mom and pop a grocery store, let's say, or somebody that actually is a farmer nearby, right? And right. they have like for like a you know, organic farm food that yeah. comes to the grocery store. Not only that you're supporting them in case something happens on a world level where let's say if the truck doesn't make it to the right place, our food supply may not even reach there. But now if you have created a little bit of them having uh, some sort of business, then they're actually going to send their good stuff right to the local grocery store. So what you're doing is you're actually saving yourself from any kind of world catastrophe because world catastrophe can be either a, a COVID-19 pandemic or it could be a hurricane. It could be anything. Right? right. We all already know that anything can happen that can create a problem where maybe, you know, you're, you're uh, not able to get to the place where you need to, even for your basic survival, which is your food, right? Food right. Is your, basic survival needs. So I think what I'm pointing it out for people is that the other thing is that everything is about 
frequency, vibration, and energy. So then, like, for example, in my case, I don't ever make a list when I do grocery because I make everything organic and so forth. So when I go to the store, I go based on, like, I look at the vegetables and they kind of talk to me, right? So I mm-hmm. know which one to pick because of the vibrancy, the color, right. and like what I feel like. It because my body is also intuitively telling me what I truly need. If I need iron, if I need magnesium, right? right. Uh, so if I, if I need magnesium, I'm going to be attracted to pineapple or Right. If I need iron, I'm going to be attracted to beet. But the thing is, I've created this built-in function because I do trust my intuition and I use it much more often than I uh, than I think. Uh, and I rec- recommend everybody to use it because we have this built-in gadgets inside us. And then you just go to the grocery store and it becomes like a magical visit because you are getting drawn to things that yeah. you truly need. Yeah. And then you're picking it up. It's really cool. I mean, if you look at, like, if you're in the produce section and for some reason you're drawn to those oranges, buy them. <laughs> I mean, you're being drawn to them for a purpose, for a reason, you know. there's the, We're tuned out to that that part of our intellect. We've, we've checked, the majority have checked out. Um, but, you know, going back to, like, the, the Amazon thing and the convenience and the phone is... There's strength in numbers, and we're supposed to be humans are meant to have tribe and community. Um, when you have tribe and community, you form bonds, you you talk about things, you have discussions, um, and that's exactly why we're not. This is escaping us with all of this technology today. We're losing tribe, we're losing community, and in doing so we're losing numbers as far as bringing change into the world. Um, when you are secular, when, I mean, when you are at home and, and your voice isn't matching the voices of others, then your voice isn't really going to matter that much. You're more of a slave to the system. We're like free range chickens. You know, we, we're able to go out our front door and wander around a little bit, you know, but we're not free. We are not free. We are not a free society or free people. We are controlled and we're, we allow it. That's the thing. We allow it. Right. And I think that the fact that we allow it, and I think that one of the, if there's anything about this podcast and all the people who are listening to it, if there's one thing you can get from it is that you have the power to not allow it. Because when you stop allowing it there's going to be a ripple effect because everything is connected and therefore a lot of people are going to wake up 100 monkey effect and therefore everybody is going to say you know what i no longer accept it and it's funny you gave an example of a free range chicken because i have to tell you kathy and when i tell this to people they actually laugh because you know growing up in pakistan we actually like because everything was organic right until i came to america i didn't even know like i didn't even know why you have to use the word organic because right the fact that we have we have gmo here we have to use the word organic to just Distinguish that, right. but back we live in a third world country. But we had a better food intake than Americans did because we were actually saying hi to chicken before we even get to eat them. And it was interesting because you go there and you look look at the chickens, right? They're all right there, and you say, "Okay, can you get me that chicken, the one that's smiling?" I mean, I'm just kind of being funny here. Right. The point is, <laughs> it's like you get to see the chicken that you're going to actually even in yeah. take. Yeah. I mean, right? That's how much freedom we had in that sense. And you knew that you were getting the chicken and you were not getting the chicken that was, uh, you know, hormone induced and all extremely fat and just yeah. doesn't have a taste. You know, it's just so different. Well, it is different. And you look at pictures sometimes, you look at pictures of third world countries and and you, they take pictures of the people, you know, and going throughout their day. And they, they seem so happy. You know, there's a lot of times they just seem so happy. And, and you have, and when you, the people who interview them are like, these people are so filled with joy and, and you look at it and you're like, how could they be so happy? They have so little, but here's the thing. Their life isn't complicated. It's, they, they go about their day with, with what they need and they get, they get what they need and they're, they're not overwhelmed with social media and, you know, their jobs, they're living their life, you know, and, and when we can find the balance between living, living a life that we really enjoy, a, a life that brings us joy and, and still creating community, um, then, the, then we can find that utopia, right? I, I do believe there's, there's a balance, but we've, over the past, I would say, probably 30 years, this, we've just gotten 
way out of whack. You know, it's we're all enslaved to something. Um, and it's a degree of, of, of recognizing it and being brave enough to break away from it, you know. Um, and, and a lot of these constructs that enslave us are done so very brilliantly and very subtly. And it's not until you're fully engulfed in it and you're going to have to work to get out of it that you notice it. And then there's, there's the enslavement that we have to stop and consider and have compassion for, like women who are in um, marriages that are very harmful, and they've got children at home, and they don't know how to go about getting out of this situation. And it, it, it could be a deadly situation. And it's so easy for people looking in from the outside to say, well, there's plenty of shelters for her to go to, or there's lots of help out there. We've got to understand that with enslavement, it's not so much always a physical act either. There's mental, there's mental things that are going on there. And that's, that's the true strength of enslavement is what it does to your mind and your spirit. And when your spirit has been so assaulted by abuse and, and in a lot of cases, you feel like staying where you are is actually keeping your children alive. Um, we have to be compassionate to those situations. We can't be so judgmental of it. I've, I've been there. You know, I've been in relationships that my loved ones look at me and are going, Why, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? And I couldn't explain it. Um because it was so embedded in deep in my mind and my spirit. And it took years for me to get to a point to where I could be like, this is not acceptable. I break these chains. I recognize my behavior and I will not allow it again. So enslavement can go any direction. It can go to your phone. It can go to Amazon. It can go to your morning coffee. It can go to your relationships. It's a complex issue. Yes, and the universe is mental, right, for Kabbalion. And uh, what you just hit on, and definitely compassion is needed. But one other thing I want to tell everyone, it doesn't matter where they are and what and how uh, nested their situation is and how complex or how uh, ingrained their situation is. The funny thing is that if you change even a one tiny thing about your life, then what happens because of the whole ripple effect, you can use that to your advantage, right? So if you're in a very, very bad situation where you can't just take a major decision and just pick up your children and let's say go to the shelter because you know that, first of all, you have to be be able to do it. Because even in my case, every time when I had to get get out of some extreme situation, it took me like, you know, two years of... uh, planning right yeah. to get to the point where I was able to merge it because you know like you said right it's a mindset it's a mental and I knew as an engineer right because I knew all my pros and cons all my cause and effect and I wanted to make sure that when I do it I'm ready and even when you do it and you think you're ready the fact is that's when all the things comes to you and it's a it's a very uh, challenging place to be when you're actually even doing it because it's almost like when you say that oh you know I can handle like the tiger or lion coming in my way right because Mm -hmm. I've seen the picture but when when they are right in front of you right I mean what are you going to do you're going to be like scared out of shit I mean yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. it's like that right even for planning or what doesn't matter but the one thing that I want to say and that's like a pattern busting right like you said about even if the fact that for example if anybody who is in a very very challenging situation right now and let's say that they are listening to this podcast or let's say that even if they take one message from this podcast, what happens that their mind now has something else that was not there before. So what it does, it creates a ripple effect and it helps them solve the problem Mm -hmm. and it creates that one variable that they needed to break free. It may happen in a month, it may happen in a year. It doesn't really matter, but they've already started something that wasn't there before. You see? Yeah, for me, I always like to say that I planted the seed. Exactly. I planted the seed. And, and you know, um, if there, I, I, I say hope is my fertile ground. So if I place, if I plant my seed in hope, that's fertile ground. And, and it, it may, it may be a slow grower. It may shoot out of there like a, you know, a ravenous vine. It's going to find a way one way or the other. And I remember planting my own seeds in my 
in different things in my life. And, and sure enough, it, you know, it germinates and it, and it grows and um, it takes root and it's powerful. You're right. So little, you know, take the tiny step, you know, take the tiny step. Maybe it's a book you need to read. Maybe it's a friend you need to talk to. Maybe it's just changing a, a daily behavior. Um, there's, there's, there's ways. There's ways right, to right. get there for sure. Or just, just go out and walk. Uh, like, you know, like whenever you run into a situation where you feel like you're emotionally violated by anybody or anything, then create something in your life that makes you realize that you can rely on yourself. Because, you know, the more you start relying on yourself, the more you're going to gain the confidence that you are your hero. Because ultimately, we are all our own hero, no matter what, sure. whether, you know, you are as lucky as Kathy or not, but <laughs> we all yeah. have to have our own. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hero. everybody, it is, you're true. I mean, you know, it's, it's great to be in love. It's great to, you know, <laughs> if, if you're married, to have a great marriage. All those things are great, but we, you know, we lose ourselves sometimes in the fact that, you can have that great marriage, you can have that great relationship, friendship, whatever it may be, but we're meant to journey through this life as our own life, and we don't live for anyone else, and you know, we, you know, it, it, it's one reason I'm so drawn to tarot, is because it's the fool's journey, you know? Yeah. We start off, we start off with zero, and, and the fool is ready to take on the world with optimism and passion, and he goes through this incredible journey, you know, and I think it's the devil card where he has the two lovers, the devil has the two lovers and they're handcuffed to his throne. Yes, right. And uh, what you don't realize is if you look really closely at the lovers handcuffed to the throne, they could very easily break free from their binds, but they're choosing. Mm. It's a choice there, whether you stay chained to that or whether you break free and then at the end you conquer the world, you know? So, you know, I, I, it's a fool's journey and each of us are the fool and you've really got, and, and the fool's not a bad thing. Fools are full of optimism. You know, they're not afraid They're, you know, it's, it's our journey and um, you got to go through it trying to make the most of it you know, and, and not be chained, not be chained to anything. And, you know, the history, when I had studied the history of tarot, you know, and you go through the symbology of all that, and enslavement's mentioned a lot in there, a lot. <laughs> yeah, and enslavement is a choice. Yeah. Like you're saying that, right? And yeah. is a choice. And yeah. I like the way that the devil card does depict that very aspect of it, that enslavement is a choice and you can break free uh, from the chain. And actually, you know, the, the whole thing about the fool, because I have always been a fool whenever I start anything. Me too. I give my heart, <laughs> right? I give my heart and soul. I mean, look at us. Both of us have, um, you know, you have three children. I have four. And every time when you even go through childbirth, I mean, every single time. And for me personally, it has been a very challenging every single time. But the funny thing is when you get pregnant, you're excited. It's like a fool's journey, right? You're yeah. excited. Even though you know that even the whole process of getting them out in the world and then having to be connected to them for the rest of your life. Right. It's such a big thing, no matter where they are. I mean, uh, even if they're alive, even if they're dead, it doesn't matter. You are connected to them right. for as long as you're consciously aware of your existence. Right. Right. For it's sure. It's a very deep connection. You're screwed, technically. I mean, in a, in a, a motherhood, <laughs> it's a tough thing. Motherhood's a tough thing. It is, you know, going back to that, like when we talked about when we first started this podcast was, I remember going to a local community college when I lived out in California and the teacher, um, she goes, I want you to tell me something about yourself and I want you to tell me what you're most proud of and you're not allowed to mention your children. And I was young and I remember being like, wow, she's got a thing against children. But her point was, don't let your children define you. You know, they're going to grow up. They're going to they're going to do their own thing. They're going to make their own way. Um, what defines you? And I think a lot of people have a hard time answering that question because we get so wrapped up in our job and our families. We don't really know what what it is about us that defines us. 
You know, and it's interesting because people like, you know, mother, right? Mothers uh, generally tend to be a little bit more, uh, you know, like into their children just because, you know, the connection is also very much sure. physical, right? Because they right. come out of their body and so sure. forth. But, you know, we always say, right, that the mother who's like a helicopter, right? And then if you, you, if you add the word S, letter S in front of mother, what does it become? Smother. Smother, right? <laughs> and that is, the, that is the irony because, you know, they may think that they're loving their children, but their children may think that they are smothering them. So the thing is that the love kind of becomes, so that to me is an enslavement that you put on yourself by being so much worried about your children that you're wasting your, your time and energy in it. And then not only that, rather than them loving you, they're actually not loving you. So now you're creating this, all this negative effect in your life that just messes up your life and their life. Well, and you take away their their ability to be independent for some of them as well. I mean, you're hindering them sometimes more than you're helping them when you're not teaching them to survive in the world as an independent person. You're not doing them any favors, you know. But, right, because everybody has to process their own um, yeah. emotions, their own learning, and that is that is the whole thing that we all are responsible for our own emotions and behavior and patterns and all of it. And therefore, we do have a choice to not be enslaved and one thing i wanted to share um and i know we're coming up uh, close to an hour so i wanted to actually when you were mentioning about the whole thing that the third world country seems to have a less complicated life and because i was born and raised right in 100 percent agree with that but i wanted to mention that you know uh, like when i was in pakistan and when we look at america like from my perspective, I always look at America like going to Mars, right? Because to me, it was another planet, right? Yeah. Because first of all, people speak English. I could say that. Yeah, <laughs> so, I could say that. And then, and then I watched Star Trek in Pakistan, but I never understood it because I couldn't speak English. But <laughs> yeah, I felt like I'm going to go to the Star Trek world, right? Because that's how I just created my imagination about America. And when I came here, because, you know, I wanted to prove that I can live an American life, right? I did every single thing that I wanted to do to fit in, right? So I went yeah. to college, I get, became an engineer, I started working on all these aerospace company, and the sky had no limit, right? I kept doing more and more, and I kept getting stuck into a life that was making me so much enslaved that I had no energy left. I was raising children, I was working all the time, mm-hmm. I was managing my marriages, and I actually had lost, the, like my soul was like dying to say that, can you take a pause? But I yeah. had no time to take a pause, right? Because right. I was trying to follow that, uh, what is that? Keeping up with the Joneses, right? Yeah. That's pretty much what I did. Yeah. And um, eight years ago, I broke free from that cage, right? So I always say this. And, and now, I mean, I'm at the point where I can tell people that, you know what, my God, I, I feel so much liberated and liberation doesn't have any limit the more you liberate yourself the more you're going to want to liberate because it's an ongoing evolutionary journey yeah yeah it is i mean you have to i think it's so funny that you 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 compared it to like another planet (laughs) but but i see that but i think the sad thing now is that you know the that american's lifestyle is has spread to all over the world, you know, like now with technology, it's, it's not just America, you know, everybody's caught up in this, this way of being this, this enslavement, I think a lot of that comes with the social media aspect of things and how we're so easily connected and distracted and, you know, all of that sort of thing. Um, But, you know, being born and raised here and never knowing any different I always found um, a sense of peace in looking at, at people who live a very simple life, you know, um, how how nice that must be. I'm sure it comes with its own set of problems, no doubt. Um, I like having running water. I like, you know, the conveniences that I have here, but to have that ability of simplicity and and, and being able to appreciate that and stay connected to that is a huge part of breaking the chains of enslavement, right? So if you can truly be connected to your environment, not disconnected from it, um, more in touch with your spirit, you're, you're gonna be, it's gonna be brought to your attention very quickly where you are enslaved, very quickly. Yes, because less is more, right? right? And I think that it's all about like creating a proper boundary because nothing, you know, anything you do in extreme can become a problem, right? So you right. have to make sure 
but you, and you know everybody's boundary looks different right because we all have different experiences different um, way of living different way of adapting so the best thing is in order to make it all simple right that how like what makes you discern even whether it's enslavement or not is you got to go back to your your inner gauge right your intuition mm-hmm. your oh, like yeah. how does it feel in your body right why don't you just start feeling everything even if everybody just takes a one day where they just become like a observer of their reality right like you start yeah. observing everything you do that what makes you happy what makes you sad what makes you excited like all of the emotions that you feel sure. it's kind of a very good gauge right that we have built in and 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 that would be a one way for you to start and even with people like you know like when you're interacting with human beings or even when you're interacting with chores that you've decided you're going to have to do within a day all of that stuff start noticing that what is exciting what is not and if something is not and you have to do it every day for example like cooking like to me i my cooking is really fun because i listen to something that i really enjoy i actually always make my cooking because you know to me i'm putting an intention while i'm making a food and sure. then i'm feeding that to my children right yeah. so i just feel like i'm pouring like it's like a movie chocolate remember it's like yeah. you're pouring your intention in the food and at any time and you should probably come sometimes and um join me for dinner because I make really yummy food but anyway the point yes, is you did. I've <laughs> had dinner with you before I have you did yeah okay. I've been to your house a couple of times for dinner yeah and, and and that to me becomes fun, right? Because when you put that love in it, then even people receiving it on the other side, they're like, "Oh my God, I just enjoy the meal yeah, with you." Sure. And the whole the whole meal making, because that to me is just part of our life. Because we are a human being who needs to eat food, right, to survive. So it's not like we can get away with that. Right. So something like that, you can make a real fun out of it, where you actually look forward for cooking. So that would be another way to kind of free yourself from enslavement mm-hmm. it's something that you have to do just because you are a human being and you have no way out of it why don't you make it more exciting by adding some other things that makes it out of that you know like a ordinary right. or whatever right yeah okay, that's a great way to do it like like add true enjoyment back into your life you know um and may and and making things enjoyable um, and another way to like be aware of things is like, you know, a lot of people and, and it's okay to enjoy things. Let me say that it's okay to enjoy a glass of wine or to go to your pub and have a beer. That's great. You're an adult. Go for it. Have a good time. Be responsible, all that. But if you're sitting at home and it's three thirty and you're thinking it's two hours before I can have my first drink tonight and that's what's driving you to get through the two hours. Hmm. You know, like. If that's a daily thing, if there's if it's controlling you, whether it's a, a, having a beer or that glass of wine when you get home, if it's something that's that's a that's a habit that you find is enslaving you, then that's that's enslavement too. So it's really being aware. It's okay to enjoy that, but is it controlling you? Right, and I think that is the thing, right? That if you start just kind of observing yourself as what what is where, and then just play around with it. And you're going to figure out what mm-hmm. is your best place to be because, you know, you have your own threshold and you, sure. you're the only one who knows it. Nobody should really tell you. People can guide you, but ultimately you are the one because because you're the one who's living with you every single day. Nobody be, else. Yeah, is. be real honest with yourself. And I've caught myself in those situations when I'm dealing with, you know, when especially when I had the studio and was dealing with the stress of the, you know, the day-to-day of it and, trying to keep business coming in and everything. I, you know, there was, there was points when I was like, goodness, I, I think I'm drinking, you know, a little too much here. I've got to, I, I was aware, like I'm looking at myself and going, I don't like that. You know, I don't like that. I feel I need that. So I'm very aware of my body and I'm very aware of communicating with it. And, and I'm, I'm corporal with stuff like that. Like if I see myself, falling into any sort of destructive pattern, I will cut it out. I'll just like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not going there. Um, so I think awareness and, and it, you know, knowing what you're doing for a sense of enjoyment and what you're doing because it's got control of you. Right. So I think that, um, so I want, I want to just tell everybody listening here is that there are three ways you can kind of, do something about your wherever wherever in your life or whatever is causing you to be enslaved by. Uh, just if you want to like make it as something to try, is that 
first step is of course to be aware like Kathy said that like she knows that there are times you know she's scrolling on the phone she's very well aware of that habit that yeah. it's not necessarily wasting time or whatever and it's good so that's the step number one is being aware of whatever it is even if it is as simple as scrolling on the phone or even if it is as complex as being in the wrong relationship right those are extreme right. examples but they are all part of enslavement and it can come in any form as we have already discussed it at length so that's the step number one is recognizing that you know what I do have a problem and it's okay because you're the only one who's recognizing within yourself you don't even have to tell anybody you can keep it yourself don't judge yourself accept it so that's the step number one step number two would be is to just the fact that now you have acknowledged it right what you do is you basically give yourself any kind of way to make a tiny bit change like in order to create some sort of control parameters. So if you take an example of Kathy scrolling her phone, like, you know, habitually because it's part of her subconscious programming, what she would say is that as soon as she recognizes she's doing that, she's going to right away go back to her intention or go back to something where she's going to say, do I really need to do this? Or I should rather put the phone down and go on a nice breathtaking walk right. in outside, right? Like something that is going to be exciting enough that you're willing to do that because it has to be exciting otherwise you're going to stay on the task at hand so you have to kind of give yourself a little bit of a what's the word like an encouragement right so you can get out of that pattern just by exiting that pattern even once you've already created a whole different ripple effect in your life that's going to help you down the road and then the third step would be is that remember when you have done it so then when next time it comes around you say you know what i have a power to break my own patterns break my own habits so that's where you're constantly giving yourself that kudos right because you Mm -hmm. need to encourage yourself when you take an action like because these actions are what's going to create right like like a like a ladder they are going to create everything that you need to go to the next level right right yep and your body's trying to talk to you your mind's trying to talk to you your soul's always trying to talk to you just listen and it'll it'll like it'll tell you what to do if you really listen Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. So I think that um, it's good for us to acknowledge and then break yeah. and then, you know, give ourselves uh, kind of an encouragement that we are the most powerful being uh, we know of as a species in this world. And we should definitely avail the power of intuition within ourselves. Exactly. Free from enslavement. <laughs> yep. Yep. For sure. So, you know, it, really everybody just kind of look at things in your life, see, see where you feel where this kind of, where this conversation resonates with you. Cause I'm sure as you're listening, things are coming to mind, you know, and even just maybe write it down. Just like, mm, maybe this is a, a, a subject of enslavement for me and then kind of look at it and then it's in your mind. And then when you start to do it, you'll say, okay, there may be something to this here, you know, um, make yourself aware of it and just live your best life. That's the best thing yeah. to do. Live your best life and know that you can be free. You can, you can. You're a great example of that. You, you, um, Shanaz, I, I look at your life and I'm always amazed by it. And, you know, I, your courage and, and everything you've been through and where you are is truly a, you know, an inspiration. So great subject for you to cover. I think you've, you're a bit of an expert on that. So if, <laughs> if y'all have questions, um, I'm going to attach a, quite a few more things to this podcast when we release it. Um, but Shanaz has her website, which is shanazshoney.com, right, Shanaz? Yes. Okay. And I will attach that to that. Also, you can find us on Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Um, there's a few others. I'm going to put all of that on there, too. So there's other ways that you can listen to this podcast besides through Podbean or Facebook. Um, if you're listening to it on, on Facebook, I appreciate that. But if you would, please find a um, platform to go to and subscribe to the podcast. That helps us out. It gives us encouragement to keep generating these great platforms. We think we're covering things that can truly help people. And that is our true intention for both her and I, um, and even Leah, when she comes on board as well, we're just wanting to help people just kind of share our lives and see if we can all, um, 
make our own difference. So that's where we are. Shanaz, thank you again. And um, the next podcast, I think Leah's going to be leading. We're not sure exactly on the subject matter, but I will um, post that as soon as we know what, what she's got in store for us. So Thank you, Shanaz. Thank you so much. Bringing you on board with this has been great for me. I love having someone to talk to that I can really um, bounce these things with, and it's just a lot of fun. Yes. No, thank you, Kathy, for this incredible opportunity, and I'm looking forward for more excitement and more evolution with you. Let's do it. All right. Everybody have a great day from Shanaz and I. Um, namaste. Until next time. <laughs>